Welcome everybody to another episode of Launch Your Private Podcast. Today we have a very special guest who is joining us, Emily Reagan. She's the visionary and founder of the Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School. Yes, it's as cool as the name, (laughs) where she equips women with the necessary tools and knowledge to thrive as top tier digital marketing assistants. Emily is a seasoned marketing professional, as you'll hear in this episode. She is adept in funnel building and is always on the cusp of the newest launching strategies. And that's exactly what led her to private podcasting. In this episode, we're going to dive into a fascinating case study surrounding Emily's innovative approach to creating a private podcast only for her launch waitlist. It's something Nora and I hadn't heard of yet. And we've been doing this for three years and have thousands of users. So we think it's genius. Emily's going to pull back the curtain on her six-figure launch and how her private podcast was listened to by 33% of her buyers. So good. So definitely join us for this riveting conversation. And I know it will have you taking notes. Welcome to another case study episode. Today we have Emily Reagan on. We're super excited to actually hear her launch results. And it sounds like the timing was pretty good, Emily. Yeah, I'm going into my second launch using a private podcast as one of my nurturing strategies. So it was good timing for me to review some of the numbers and make some changes and tweaks Mm. with what I'm going to do. And thank you for having me on and sharing this strategy. So let's start with just like how you heard about private podcasting. Like what made you kind of um, think like, oh, that's an interesting strategy that I'd like to add in my business. Yeah. Well, the truth is I've done a lot of marketing work behind the scenes, building funnels for clients, and I'm always staying up with strategies for launching. And so when it came to my business, I kept hearing about private podcasting, but I already had a podcast that I'm (laughs) producing every week. And I just kind of struggled with how that would work. And when it came time to planning my launch, I had seen a couple other people do it. And I'm like, let's try it. And I did it in a very strategic way. And I didn't want there to be a lot of heavy lifting. I wanted it to feel very private and exclusive and not just like a top of funnel email gatherer, which is great. Mm -hmm. Like we all need those and that's a great strategy. But I just have this thing with my brand and my business where I like to do things a little different. (laughs) You know, like I like to just, you know, kind of take things and put them upside down and try something new. And so I tested the strategy out and it was very last minute. I am one of those dominant personalities. I get an idea. Luckily, I have the tech skills and the marketing skills. I just do it. And so somehow I threw this together. And what I really did was a private podcast to my wait list only ahead of a ah, That's what Sage had said to me. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Super cool. So um, before we get into exactly what that looked like, um, is there any other places that you've put in uh, private podcasting in your business, you know, since that time? So I had an easy time setting that up as a pre-launch strategy that I ended up incorporating a private podcast through Hello Audio for that live cohort and that live Hmm. group uh, coaching program. And what I did was take all of our live Q&As and I turned it into an additional audio stream, basically. So a lot of my students are busy moms. They also have a nine to five. I'm teaching them the skills to work online as a marketing assistant. My course teaches that, but then we have these support calls. So it can be very overwhelming 
with all these Facebook lives, they could be on the wrong time of day. You could end up at the orthodontist or the orthopedic that day and like not have control of your life. So I thought, how can I make my course more consumed, right? Because that's the problem when it comes to courses. And I, I'm always trying to be more accessible and meet my students where they are because it's, it's about getting them across the finish line. If they don't finish the course and have success, like it, it doesn't help my business. I need them to do good so I look good and it feeds this circle of success and social proof and testimonials. So I ended up doing that. And I had about a live call every week for See, it was kind of an every other week cadence. And then there was a special a couple guest speakers. And I really wanted them to hear the guest speakers because that took a lot of coordination to bring them in. So it was probably at least eight extra episodes I edited. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I was not going to incur any extra cost. And I'm marketing in techie. So I did that. I put it in there and I encouraged them to consume the content on the go. For me, I listen to podcasts in the car on the way to soccer, um, stuck in traffic. Sometimes if I'm cooking dinner and kids are leaving me alone and that's my time to consume and keep learning. And so I played with that and my students really liked that extra level of support. It showed I cared and that I was dedicated to their success. So I'm curious how students reacted to being able to consume it on the go. And did you get any feedback from your students when you added that in? Yeah, they liked it. They liked it. They appreciated that extra level and it really helped them engage with the content because here's what's happened. When I'm teaching them brand new skills and they're new to this world, it almost takes going through content twice. It's like reading a recipe. You kind of skim through it and then you need to go back and read and pay attention more in depth. And what I'm teaching is high level marketing strategies and implementation and it, it doesn't, you don't just like soak it up all at once, right? So it takes time. So it gives them that extra, that extra time to learn it because they do want to be good with their services. They want to be the best. They want to be able to serve their clients. So I got really good feedback about it. Something I'm going to do in this next live cohort. It wasn't that much extra work because I already had the audio recording. I didn't have to worry about a video. I had a little music intro I did on there. And then like once they subscribed, I didn't even really follow up with emails. Like you're subscribed, you'll get it. It's all automated. You're an adult. The ease of it was the part that really helped me out the most. Love it. Love it. So I'm dying to know all the details of how you integrated it into your launch strategy. So tell us about the wait list. Tell us about how you integrated it into the launch. Okay. So I have had this thing with the waitlist because it is such such a weird strategy that we all use in this marketing place. Like join the waitlist, be the first to be notified. And I knew that I will never do discounts. I will never uh, give money off. That's just not the type of person I'm trying to attract. That's not what I can do with my offers, right? I need to stay profitable. And so I'm always thinking in terms of how can I prepare them better. And that's really what like this theme is about. And so even with my wait list, I'm like, what could I do that would give them that 10% edge to really stand out? But it's also about their confidence, right? So if they can feel the, the best and get over their fear and really see the possibilities, if I can help future pace what this work will look like, they believe in themselves that's the key to their success. I can give them all the technical training, but they have to be able to do the work on the fly, trust their brain, sell themselves confidently in a discovery call. And so I was like kind of playing with the content of this 
And then we have this weird waitlist thing happening where when you just say, hey, you know, exciting news, doors are open, nobody cares. Mm. So I'm like, how can I feed this waitlist and make them feel special? And I think that's really the key. So I kind of came up with a name for them and called them my insiders and made them feel special. And keep in mind, there's like a psychology happening here because I want to attract the dominant personality who doesn't need as much handholding you know, who, who will make a decision and feel good about it. And so I, that's going into it too, with this nurturing thing. And so what I did is I made two episodes and I tell you, I flew by the seat of my pants on this. And the first episode was encouraging them. It starts with an intro of me, like, you know, saying what a go-getter they are and how they're doing really well. And here's the thing. I'm not good with mindset fluffy stuff. I'm usually straight to the point. And so this podcast was very, like fluffy for me, but it was very tactical because what I did in the first episode was ask some of my past students or people who are in my membership, um, what is their best advice for somebody in this situation? And it's, it's hard for me to talk about myself and sell, sell myself and not feel schmoozy, but having someone else highlight me and then them sharing their best advice helps somebody on my wait list future pace for themselves and see that it was a possibility for themselves. And so I had about it ended up being about a 20-minute episode. I did speak pipe. Mm-hmm. Most of my people are behind the scenes. They're not used to having to do these visibility things. So I said, give me a 90-second speak pipe and tell me your best advice. And it was awesome because a few of them went ahead and said, you need to take Emily's course. And I didn't like coach them to say that at all. But all of their advice fit into things I'd been saying strategically. And that was nice. So we kind of um, montaged them together and we let people's own voices do the talking. Here's the thing. Video is such a heavy lift for the intrapreneur, the VA, the OBM, the marketing assistant. Like We do this work because we don't want to be the face of our business. We don't want to be dancing and pointing on reels. So it was an easy way for me to highlight them and their success. And it was low friction. They didn't have to worry about their hair or their eyebrows. And they just sent me a quick message. And so as I put that together and I did a little intro and I did an outro with a call to action, I thought like, actually, there's a whole flip side to this. And on the fly, I reached out to some of my business besties. Jordan Gill was one of them. Uh, Sarah Massey was one of them. Chrissy Chin. Here's a question I asked. How has the VA changed your business? And so then I flipped it and showed how they could be behind the scenes working with someone. And I let business owners tell their story. And it, Throughout this, you're getting a good um, you're getting a good cross section of different types of VAs who've had success. You're learning about their services. You're learning how they're transforming businesses. You're learning about the impact. And I put those two together, and that's it. I like slapped them together, sent it out, and I sent it to my waitlist. And we had 116 downloads. My waitlist at the time that was active was about 350. I, I took out all the unengaged people. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that ended up being like really good because I'm already selecting the most engaged people out of that. The people who are listening are the ones I really need to nurture because they're serious. They're taking action. And then what's interesting is for that launch, I ended up having 54 brand new students. It was a six-figure $130,000 launch, 18 of them. 33% of them had listened to the private podcast. Huge. Wow. Huge. It really helped move the needle. 
It's awesome. That was a lot. <laughs> no, that's so good. I love how you broke it down because I was like, what, how did you get your past students to respond? Speak pipe, boom. <laughs> you know, what were the numbers? When did you release it? And so first of all, genius, like all of this is genius and gold. Um, <clears throat> I love, I think, especially for um, providing both sides where, you know, you're you're, what I hear a lot of in your case study is is um, you really knowing your students, like knowing who they are, um, what they need, um, the type of people and content that works for them, and you know their their blocks. And so, you know, Nora will preach this until the cows come home. Like that journey, that customer journey in in making sales for your business. So, like. You just added another layer by making it podcast, but you also are a genius in the way that you orchestrated this because the type of content that you put in, like a private podcast isn't going to just make everyone convert. Like you need to know what you're going to put in it, right? That's really important. And so um, I love the thought that went behind this. And as much as you're like, oh, it was on a whim. And we talk about this all the time. You know, audio is like so easy to get something out there very fast. Um, and there isn't a lot of setup. And so, but that it comes also with all the knowledge and experience and, you know, market research of your, of your, of your audience that like makes it that much more successful too. But it is really cool when audio can just like get that quick ROI, um, and solve some, you know, problems for your audience, some objections like time and, um, you know, the ability to consume the content when they, when they want to and stuff like that. And so, um, I just wanted to highlight that because I thought that that was really powerful. I'm noticing, you know, throughout your, this combo. Yeah. You hit on something good there when you said time, my audience needs time to make a decision. It's a big mm. investment. It's usually a career change. They need to talk to their spouse and partner. A lot of them are moms who are working through a fear of investing in themselves again, yep. putting themselves first. And so I released this uh, audio around, let's see, so the beginning of October. And I did it with a cart open the 24th of October. So I gave them about three weeks to really listen to it. It's enough time where you're not rushed because I hate that whole, you know. Oh, yeah, totally. And so like, it's closing, it's closing. And I left it up. I left it up. And I actually ended up sharing it with my members and those who had participated. They wanted to hear my my work group members are like, what did you do? But I, I kept it tight. Like I, I kept it tight. And so what I'm doing this time is I can confidently talk about my wait list and truly say there are perks for being on the wait list. It's mm -hmm. not just like, you get an email first. I can say there's perks and special invitations and there's insider knowledge. And to me, it just makes my messaging stronger and my confidence when I talk about the waitlist stronger and reminds me I actually should be promoting the waitlist at least, you know, how many times a week? Because it's easy to kind of forget that, right? Totally. Um, when is uh, your next launch? So it must be coming up relatively yeah. soon. Yeah. Yeah. We're starting the pre-launch September 1st. The cart open is October 17th. I'm going to do something very similar. I am going to actually add an episode or two. I'm going, I'm thinking, I haven't like flushed out, but I'll move really fast once I figure it out. I kind of want to get business owners to send me one anonymously and say what they wish their VA would do. Because I feel like I talk to a lot of business peers. I help them hire marketing assistants. But I always hear people complaining like, ah, my VA is frustrating me. So I feel like if I could give them that insight, 
And they could see that it's really not that hard to stand out as a freelancer service provider. If you show up, communicate and do what you say, you can be an all-star. You can always learn tech, but that basic work ethic is what business owners value the most. I feel like that's the answer they're going to give me. So I'm going to play around with that and ask a few friends to just send me a speak pipe and I won't say their name or they could talk about a VA in the past or present. It's a little snarky, but I think... If you're someone who's really observant and researching, knowing that going in, you'll just be 10,000 times more confident Mm. with how you show up with your clients. And again, if they're successful, I'm successful, right? And okay. And my other idea, I was kind of thinking about doing a meet the team with my teammates because they're all entrepreneurs, don't really market themselves. I feel like if I could just talk about their different roles and where they started and what they're doing. Um, I think just a little bit, a glimpse of my team could be fun, especially because I've hired some of my own students. Mm. Oh yeah, that yeah. would be cool. Yeah. yeah. And I and they'll do what I say. <laughs> if I tell them yeah. to do it, it'll, it'll be like, it'll be easy. But you nailed it with audio. It's just so much easier on everyone. I didn't, I gave it to my podcast editor and said, will you do an extra project? You know, make sure you expense it to the launch account. It's an extra thing outside of our normal you know, podcast and I will record an intro and like she handled everything. So it was so easy for me. Now, quick, quick question, because you're admittedly techie and you, you clearly have no problem with tech. For people who are listening to this, who may not be as confident with technology, what type of advice would you give to someone who's sitting there thinking, well, of course she could do it because she knows how to handle tech what would you say to the person listening that might be considering using a private podcast but is allergic to technology? Yeah. Well, first of all, that is a thing we don't want to say. You say, like, I'm learning tech. I'm getting better. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't start off knowing everything. I had actually never set up a private podcast before. Hello Audio. I had never done it. I read the directions. I shared the right link and it was way easier than I thought. At first I thought I was going to have to do something with webhooks and I got a little sweaty. And But no, it was so easy. It was so easy and it was so easy to protect my content and make sure not everybody got it. And so if you can follow directions, like your brain is capable, you can do it, but you could also get some help. Like during a launch or during any kind of podcast setup, yeah, I'm techie, but I physically, I cannot do it all in my business. I mean, this is a big part of my business is hooking up people with VAs and DMAs, but it's okay to get help for small projects, especially if you're doing it with intention and a strategy that will help you make money or accomplish your goal. A big part of it being a business owner is getting help. There's a lady on Instagram, Batty Winkle. She's like 93. She's amazing. She shows up on Instagram in these crazy outfits, hair and makeup. She is not doing that work. You know, she's showing up for the photo shoot. Someone else is coordinating the outfits, writing the captions, posting it. It's just we kind of have this vision. Oh, like she's, she's can I say badass? Is that okay? Sure, please. Okay. She sounds she's like she absolutely is a badass. Yeah. Absolutely a badass. Yeah. She's showing up. But she, she, you know, she's getting a nap. And that's just part of being a business owner. I think we try, we think everybody's doing it all. And the reality mm-hmm. is, no one successful is doing it alone. Nobody. And I've been behind the scenes of over 100 different clients. No one successful is doing it alone. Mm-hmm. So that's a big help. And I do that with my own business. Like I know how to do things. I just, I don't, sometimes I need to hire help. (laughs) True. Very true. Love that. 
Do you have any cool stories or anything from your audience around private podcasting, like like uh, around the um, experience of getting to listen to a private podcast? You know, we see we're seeing it more as a lead magnet, like a top of funnel. And so my marketing assistants are starting to set this up more for clients. Oh, yeah. So Mm -hmm. I had told you we're actually having a work group training. I have a membership where we do advanced marketing and, you know, we share jobs over there and we have some happy hours and mixers. But our training for October is actually private podcasting and hello audio nice. and yeah just so they can have confidence when they're talking about it on a call yeah. a lot of it is like yeah you can figure it out as you go but I have this thing if if you understand strategy and big picture what you're supposed to do you can go into anyone's business and mm-hmm. and handle the tech so yeah I've had a couple of people do that I actually have people who also offer the editing service on top of it. And I think that would be a phenomenal VIP day or a service to offer and really hone in on the right type of client, like whatever they're doing. In my case, I'm talking about launching. And to me, I would want to work with launching clients because they're making money and it's not just a hobby, right? Super cool. Well, let us know if you need help with anything with the training, Nora and I. Um, yes. would, if you need anything from us, we are happy to help. Oh my god, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a voicemail on Instagram, and then we'll get together in three months. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> awesome. Um, any other thoughts you have around private podcasting or the future of it or anything like that? I'm excited to see new ways to use it. Mm. You know, I told you I like to be a trailblazer. I think that's a fun thing of marketing. I don't know what the future holds here, but I think I I know I'm going to come up with another way to use it. It was so fun and easy, and I don't quite know. What I think I would like to use it for is this educational piece. I get a lot of new business owners who are doing their first hiring. I'm thinking on the fly here. They're doing their first hiring, and they don't know what to do, and I'm starting to get tired of saying the same things, that's not really, yeah, we share jobs and it helps my business, but it's very like tertiary. And if I could just send them to a resource that educated them and prepared them and helped them not submit a job until they're actually ready or like actually think through what tasks they need, I feel like I could do it as an educational content because Mm. I feel like I just keep I don't want my Instagram account to be about hiring. Like that's not my ideal client. I feel like it would be, I think it would really help me out there. And I think I could build a whole funnel on that and just eliminate half of the inbox questions I get. I mean, that's an advantage in of itself, right? Not always is it like a profit stream or whatever, like a revenue stream. Like sometimes it's actually just efficiency. And it's it's true. Because of your business, you um you you actually do market job postings, right? For VAs. For anyone who's listening, um, you know, you hire mar- you ha- like share the people that come out of your program as marketing assistants. That's huge. That's a job that a lot of people are looking for. And mm-hmm. um that's like quite a skill set, I think, in our industry that's definitely notches above like quote unquote like a VA, right? And so um you are a marketplace in many ways because you have people coming to you. So you have to serve the people that are interested in your people. And especially because you want to protect them and make sure that they end up on good teams and um, and just make sure everyone's prepared on both sides. Like it sounds like it would be really great and that it would benefit 
um, you know, your, your students and the people that actually end up on those job postings and stuff as well. So yeah, that sounds like yeah. a really good idea. And like a low lift, right? Versus like recording all these videos and like making a huge funnel and all this. It's like, no, I'm literally giving information to people that are applying to my job like boards. And I think that's oh my huge. God. Yeah. And I don't have to do my hair and makeup for a YouTube video where 18 year old boys are going to make fun of my chin, you know? <laughs> I don't want another product in Kajabi. Like I don't right. want another Olive <laughs> Thank you. Anything. You heard it here. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want another login that auto completes other people's courses that I'm just trying to. Gosh darn it! It's so annoying. I this is like I don't want to sell this course. People are like you should have a hide, how to hire VA course. Like there's a million of those. Mm. It's all out there free anyway. I'm like yeah. I think I should do it as like a person hiring my people. And like you mm -hmm. said, to prepare them and protect, you said the word protect, that's key. It's really yeah. what I want to do. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. That is such a great right. idea. Yeah. Efficiency and reduce the inbox noise. It doesn't have to be to attract leads. It doesn't have to be to make money. It could just be to add additional value to <laughs> your whole ecosystem, which I love. Do you have any other ideas for me? Yeah, right? Like this is going to be... <laughs> Let's see. I think you could absolutely be a good candidate for using for audio onboarding. So whether you're bringing in another VA, whether you're bringing mm. in, um, you know, someone into, say, you know, we all expand our teams when we're going through a launch, whether it's a contractor or, you know, it's like, here's how we work. Here's what, here's, you know, here's the lowdown. Here's the basics. They don't, they're not logging into Kajabi to understand how your business works. So that could be something that would be an additional way to use audio too. That is brilliant. I'm going to pass that on to my DMAs because they're probably helping their clients set that up. And nobody, I don't know about you, I cannot just sit in front of a computer anymore. Like whenever I watch a course, I, and I don't think I have ADHD, but I'm kind of questioning it sometimes. I like whenever I see like 10 minute video course or video lesson, I'm like, oh my God, just get through 10 minutes. And I'm so bored. So I have to be like doing something else. Or like maybe I can at least wipe down my kitchen cabinets because my house needs you some attention. You have ADHD, by the way. Okay. <laughs> One well, of the markers. Okay, okay, okay. I probably do. Most likely, or uh, some yeah. version. My college days are over. I cannot sit all day and just like binge a course. Yeah. Like sitting here is like not good ergonomics. So I love to listen to things on the go. So I would love to do that for my team. Actually, as I expand, I think onboarding is a brilliant opportunity. Yeah, I think that's cool. I love it. I love that we're going to have a bunch of marketing VAs out in the world teaching people how to do private podcasting on their teams. It's cool for them too, like, um, I, you know, getting hired on a new team, a, a marketing assistant, and, some, and they come with these ideas like, hey, you guys, have you tried private podcasting yet? And they look like innovative and they're on the, they're like trailblazing, like you said. And, um, you know, obviously they chose that, their mentor for a reason, but I think that's really cool too. Like there's, there's a lot of opportunity there. And I think it is starting to become a little more common where people are like, oh, especially kind of some of those bigger, bigger companies or teams where, you know, they're, they've done a lot of launches and then it's just like, they, they run this very well oiled machine. And then it's like, okay, now we're ready to try this new thing that other people are doing. And so I think, um, you know, having 
people who are knowledgeable about that and saying like, hey, you should give this a shot, I think is really cool. Yeah, that's one of the things I teach them. Whenever you can bring up something new and be the one bringing ideas to the table, you cement yourself, mm-hmm. you become indispensable. And so we actually did a marketer's roundtable at the end of 2022. And I talked about three trends inside my community and private podcasting was one of them. And so it's kind of exciting because I had just done mine, but I just, I heard so much buzz and yeah. I heard so many of my peers really, um, really in, enjoying it and liking it and their launches. But something else funny happened to me. I, this will be, I'm going into my third launch of the Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School. Before it had a different name, I had a trademark drama and some branding and messaging to figure out. And I was kind of, when I was going into my very first launch, I felt like almost a new product. Somebody had reached out to me in the pre-launch and they said, you have too much content. I don't think I need to buy. And it's Interesting. fascinating because mm-hmm. I have a blog. I I love SEO. I have a YouTube channel that is kind of like just repurposed. It's like not amazing right now, but it's 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 living and growing. I have a podcast and I thought, wow, like that's a problem. Like I'm just like putting content out there. And I feel like the pot, the private podcast is a good way to gatekeep a little mm. and really bring in the serious people, but also put your best content in a linear, digestible order because it's almost overwhelming. They're like, you have this sure. blog and you have this and this advice. And so I was able to take that. That's probably what spawned the idea. And really put a couple things in order for them that they really needed to know out of all the stuff out there. And I think that the reason why I I think a lot of our peers want to do private podcasting is because it does just that. It kind of separates the freebie seekers and the lookers and the lurkers and the couch clickers from the action takers, because that's the audience we really need to talk Mm. to. And so just by having a little bit of a a hurdle, like an email or a link to click on, because I've given free training. I've given like... I've given, I don't even know what the saying is, like the world and people will not log in and watch it. And then they'll continue to ask me the same question. And I've like handed it on a silver platter. That's yep. probably what I wanted to say. So I feel like that's a, a was really part of the strategy for my business and consolidating everything. I like that. I like the way you explained it. And I just thought of a lead magnet for you. You should totally turn your blog into a private podcast that people could sign up for. So Ooh. there's this blog that's out there right? And they're reading it. But if you could get all the blogs in one thing, and you can listen to me on the go reading it and sharing some behind the scenes and not sounding like a robot or whatever. Oh <laughs> that could gosh. be cool. Have you, like a, did you get Tarzan to do this episode by any chance? Oh, I haven't reached out to her yet. She's on my list. Um, yeah, because she's one of the first people that um, yeah. really, really um, initiated the newsletter version. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good idea. Especially and if you've got a lot of good content that is well organized, it just it just becomes what do they used to call them back in the day? Like a upgrade? What's it called? A content, yeah, upgrade? content upgrade? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That isn't as that word isn't used as anymore. Ooh. But yeah, like a content. Um, so they're reading the pod, uh, the blog that SEO brought them there, and say, hey, rather than you know reading all of them, I'll read them to you, and they're all all in a row, and you can listen to them. You know, blah blah blah. Oh, that's a freak freaking genius. There you go. Done. Our work here is done. $7,000. Thank you for your consultation. (laughs) You're welcome. We'll just have you back on to share about the success of that. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Cool. 
Um, so we ask all of our guests as we wind down, um, if there was a pro- private podcast with your life ramblings on it, what would it be called? Oh my gosh. It's so funny because what popped in my head is I just started reading Casey Wilson's book, My The Wreckage of My Presence. Ooh, and I'm reading it. Yeah. My husband would probably. Like, how do I not steal that? And then I'm watching Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and I just oh, like yes, love so Rachel Bloom and that type mm-hmm. of humor. Um, when I was in journalism school, we I did a TV show writing unit and it was really funny because uh, Al Pacino's sister was in our class and we all like wrote a treatment and then everyone voted and of course they picked hers. And <laughs> so then for the she year, walks we in with that. some pre-knowledge uh, or whatever that's called, yeah. <laughs> insider there and she had a really good idea by the hers was very good but I wrote mine it was called my convictions and it was like just like awkward girl misfit um I I would make my ramblings all about the weird shit that happens to me and weird funny stories and like I don't know the I'm just trying to think I just went to Laura Belgrave's book launch party and all the the thing that happened at the airport with my little booby gels getting flagged at TSA and everyone around me seeing this happen and like holding up people who were late and angry for their airline because my my um what do you call those strapless gel pad set off the gel set off the alarm anyway I would make it like all like that style I really would and kind of like ugly Betty so my convictions, I would just revive the TV show that I wrote when I was like 20. I love that. It's awesome. Oh, you actually have your content planned. I was just looking for a title. Yeah. I mean, you went all the way. Wow. Too. Yeah. I'm like waiting for someone to ask me to do this, right? Right. Write about funny things and make we don't people know laugh and realize. Yet. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Awesome. Well, it was so nice to have you on, Emily. It was great to finally meet officially. Um, good luck in your upcoming launch. And obviously with your new lead magnet and your onboarding, we, we just sent you off to go, you know, with a to-do list. So <laughs> have fun with yeah. that. <laughs> I just rearranged my Kanban board and yeah, just, new you know. <laughs> Come back. You're like, guys, I just got off a podcast. This is what we're doing. Yeah, my team's going to love you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for having me, letting me share what worked. I hope somebody gets a nugget from this and can apply it. Oh, I'm sure. It was really great. Thanks so much. And there you have it, audio heads. Another episode of Launch Your Private Podcast is in the books. I hope you're leaving today feeling even more ready to amplify your voice and connect with your audience in meaningful ways. The adventure continues in our next episode with even more insights, strategies, and inspiration to help you along your own private podcasting journey. Of course, make sure to check out helloaudio.fm to start your own private podcast. And remember, you've got amazing content that needs to be heard. So let's turn the volume up. Until next time.